Hello and welcome to the fourth and final NHL 2018-2019 season preview from Jedi Dropouts Productions. I'm your host Ryan Taylor and uh, one by one I've been going through every team in every division of the National Hockey League and running down my personal thoughts on what to expect from them this season. Now if you're a regular Jedi Dropouts listener don't expect the usual from this. It's all hockey talk. Uh, and if you have found your way here as a hockey fan, uh, don't expect this kind of thing from the rest of the channel because it's usually superheroes, comic books, video games, uh, a lot of geeky stuff like that. So with that in mind, uh, let's get into today's episode. Today I'm going to be looking at the Central Division, which in my opinion is the most competitive division, with only one team out of the seven being a non-competitive team in my eyes. Um... So, I'm going to actually start off with that non-competitive team. Uh, what once was a juggernaut in the hockey world and has seen a fall from grace, the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, they are on a huge decline, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better for these guys. Uh, goaltending woes from last year. Corey Crawford struggled big time. Uh, and this year, we're going to have Cam Ward backing him up. Now, Cam Ward has been struggling for years as well. Um, hopefully Crawford can pick up his game again and get back to at least the the, the level he was playing at before. Um, I'm going to have to get into the pattern sod trade. I know we're uh, well over a year removed from it, but I just I can't fathom how painful it must be be for for Blackhawks fans seeing this like, like it was a terrible trade at the time and it's going to continue to be a terrible trade um, if you're not familiar the uh, Chicago Blackhawks traded Artemi Panarin for Brandon Saad last year uh, essentially now if you look at the numbers here you had Brandon Saad playing in Chicago um, he put up 52 points in a year that Patrick Kane put up 64. That offseason, they couldn't afford, I guess, to re-sign Brandon Saad, and they shipped him off. Uh, Artemi Panarin came into the picture, not through that that, that trade, but uh, just through a, a KHL signing. Uh, he has a breakout year, 77 points, um, which puts Patrick Kane up from 64 to 106, so obviously those two working together benefited Patrick Kane. Um, the following year, 74 and 89 respectively between Panarin and Kane, and then they decide to ship Panarin off for Saad to somehow recreate the magic they once had, I guess, I'm not sure. But, but they did it thinking that somehow a guy who has put up 77 and 74 points two years straight in the NHL uh, is an equal trade for a guy who has put up 52, 53, 53, very consecutive numbers, uh, very consistent there, and, and ha somehow it wouldn't affect Patrick Kane's play, um, losing this line mate that he clicked with so well. And immediately... Uh, Kane goes down to 76 points. Panarin does better with 82 in Columbus. It, it, and it's not just a one-year thing. You're going to see the same thing. You're going to see Panarin put up good numbers. Kane put up... I mean, Patrick Kane is only going to put up so few points anyway. He's, a, he's an elite-level 
goal scorer, but you're not going to see the offense click like you might expect. Even if Brandon Saad gets back to uh, the level he was playing at, because he, he went down to 35 points, um, he's still only a 50-point guy. He's only ever been a 50-point guy. He, he doesn't have any more upside than that, in my opinion. Um, not not just that, but Captain Jonathan Taze is declining. The The whole team is, is on the decline in almost every position. Um, they picked up Chris Kunitz to play on the top line, and I don't know where that thinking comes from as he was just a healthy scratch in the playoffs back in Tampa. I mean, the the bottom lines in Chicago don't look great. I can see him maybe helping there, but as, as for, for a top six forward, Chris Kunitz is not that guy anymore. Um, defense is very much the same thing. you got Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, and not much behind them at all in the bottom four. Uh, and even Keith and Seabrook, they're they're past their prime. They they were elite-level defensemen at a time when Chicago was winning their Cups. It's not that time anymore. Um, you do have some hopeful glimmers. Uh, uh, Nick Schmaltz, Alex Dabrinkat, these are, are great young players with some upside. But I don't know if that's enough. I... And, and not just that, but they're in a, a very competitive division here. The Central Division has some very strong elite teams, and I really feel like they're going to struggle. Um, this is going to be, I think, a make-or-break year for Stan Bowman and Joe Quenville. Um, I think if, if Chicago has another year like they did last year, which is kind of what I'm expecting, um, you could see some changes in management um and I, I don't know if Quenville is exactly the problem here I think he's still an elite coach and he could be a great coach in a team that uh, is managed a little better um all that in mind I'm I'm predicting they finish right at the bottom of this division um uh I'm maybe in a different division they could do a little better in the Pacific, they could maybe jump up a few spots. Atlantic, they could even push to the, the just outside the playoffs mark. But uh, this is a deep division. At it, and at its worst, you still have competition here. Um, it doesn't look good for them. Next up, we have the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they had a great breakout year last season, led... Very significantly by Nathan McKinnon, um, almost hitting that 100-point mark, very close to it. Uh, I think the Avalanche might slip a little this year, but um, no need to fear if you're an Avalanche fan. Uh, I think they are on the rise overall. It's it's just a deep division, and I think uh, that breakout last year was a little earlier than expected. I don't think the team is quite there yet um mckinnon could still put up the high numbers i I do think mckinnon himself will have a great year and hopefully miko rantanen does as well he was a a high draft pick uh he looks to be a great prospect and he had a breakout year last year i don't think that is just um a fluke i think he will continue those two are going to 
create good numbers together. Uh, the defense actually looks surprisingly okay. Um, like, like I said, I think they'll slip a little bit. I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, you've got Eric Johnson, Tyson Berry, uh, Samuel Girard, Nikita Zadarov, Ian Cole, Patrick Nemeth. It, it's a pretty good defense top to bottom. Not elite. I mean, they could use a piece or two in there. But um, I think offense is maybe where they need to find a couple more pieces. Uh, will Gabriel Landeskog continue what he did last year? I, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Um, can can some young guys like Tyson Jost or Vladislav Kamenev, can, can these guys break out? Can they have their huge seasons? Tyson Jost, I, I expect big things from this kid. Um, he could be one of the top guys on the team if he can just find that, that spot and break out, find its game in the NHL. Um, goaltending, eh, I think that's going to be a battle for the starter position this year. Um, now, guys have challenged Varlamov for the starter position in the past. Jonathan Bernier, uh, Calvin Pickard, these guys have fought to get the starter position from Samuel Varlamov, but uh, I think Philip Grubauer might have a, a, a much better chance. Grubauer, briefly, if you remember, took the starter position from Braden Holtby in Washington last season, which is unheard of with Holtby being one of the most elite goaltenders in the league. Um, for the last, I want to say, month or so of last season, Grubauer uh, was playing the majority of the games, and he even got the starting position at the beginning of the playoffs in the first round. Um, now, I I didn't think Grubauer ever really had a chance of taking the starter position totally from Holtby, but I do think he is on the rise as a starter goaltender. Um, and I, I could see by the end of this year, Philip Grubauer being the, the, the main guy between the pipes there. Um, I think this season for Colorado is going to be one that shows where exactly they are with their development. Um, I don't think they're quite where they seem to be last year. I think that may have been a little more show than uh, than reality there, um, because they do have a lot of young players that are still finding their game, and they do have some pieces to add uh, in terms of depth. Um, the bottom lines are, you know, a little wonky, um, but I think I think they're going to finish sixth in the division. I don't think they're going to have a bad year. I think you're going to see some a couple good individual efforts, and. Uh, like I said a few times already, like it's this is just such a tough division that they're gonna need to strengthen the team from top to bottom before they can really stand out. Next up, we have the Dallas Stars. Now, uh, some may consider this to be bandwagon hopping, but I really got a good feeling about the Dallas Stars this year. I really do. Um, I think they're gonna bounce back. Um, you're gonna. I mean, you've 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 seen consistently good play from Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan over the years, and I think they they have a higher game they can even get to from from where they are. Um, ben Bishop getting a full year from him in net is going to be a big big help because Dallas had some years there where it, with just a little bit of help in goaltending, they could have done so much better. 
And Bishop is not far removed from his years in Tampa, where he was honestly one of the top goalies in the league. Um, not just that, but you have Anton Kudobin uh, backing him up. And last year, I forget who the backup was. I think it might have still been Kerry Lettinen. But Bishop didn't have a whole lot of help there. And Kudobin will be a big help. Um They've got a win-now attitude, which is a big thing. And, and it's one of those terms that gets thrown around a lot. But um, you've seen them make moves for guys like John Tavares and Eric Carlson. They they know that they can win now. This is their time. Uh, you've got Sagan and Ben in their prime years. You've got John Klingberg breaking out as one of the top defensemen in the league. Um, the time for Dallas is now, and they know it. So, uh, I think they're going to make the changes they need to make when they need to make them. Uh, if that means mid-season trades, I think they'll go for it. I think at the trade deadline, you should definitely keep an eye on these guys because they'll pick up um, a big piece. I can see it. They'll pick up whatever it is that they need. Uh, now, you've got Valerie Nachushkin coming back from the KHL. Uh, how that's going to work out, who knows? He's probably going to find a spot on the second or third line. Uh, could be a sleeper pick for you hockey pool types. Now, the defense, like I mentioned, John Klingberg is becoming one of the best in the league. Um, and he's got a pretty deep group of def- of defensemen playing behind him here. you got Asa Lindell, Stephen Johns, Mark Mathot, Julius Hanka, and rookie Miro Heiskanen is probably going to make the top four. He could make a case for the Calder. He um, he was, I believe, a third overall pick, and he is supposed to be one of the best upcoming defensemen. Keep an eye on that kid. Um, overall, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm between spots here, but I'm going to say they're actually going to finish third in the division. I really like these guys. Maybe, maybe um, I'm projecting a little more of my wants onto this one, but uh, I've got a good feeling about these guys. Okay, next up we have the Minnesota Wild. Um, Minnesota are kind of a tragic team, really. Uh, They never fully realized their potential, but they've had a deep, solid team for years. Um, I think it might be a little too late for them with their core just aging beyond their peaks. I mean, you've got Captain Miko Koivu, who's 35 years old. And then you've got um, a lot of their their high-profile players, Zach Parise, Eric Stahl, Ryan Suter. They're all 34. Um, they're all coming up on retirement, really. And you're talking about their top defenseman and their leading scorer amongst those guys. Um, not just that, but the the young players, um, well, not really young, but they're, they're, they're the guys who should be at the peak of their game, Charlie Coyle, Jason Zucker, Matt Doomba, these guys, they never have really um, fully fleshed out their game to the potential that uh, was expected of them. Um, Now, I don't think they can go too far down the standings here. They still do have Devin Dubnik in net, um, one of the more elite goalies in the league. So even if they completely fall apart in every position, I think Dubnik should still keep them a little bit competitive. Um, And not just that, but with the other teams in this division, it's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs again. Uh, you do have some promising young players. Uh, Joel Erickson-Eck on his sophomore season 
Uh, he could be he could be a potential sleeper breakout. And then you've got rookie Jordan Greenway, who could also be um, sort of an understated rookie that no one's really talking about. Um, so overall, I'm going to say that they finish fifth in the division, uh, just short of the playoffs, but still competitive. And um, I mean, maybe if they get things rolling, maybe if uh, these older guys find their game for one more year, if if the main core of the team really comes forward, maybe some breakout young players, they could have a hell of a season because they do have a lot of the pieces. It's just um, it, the time, like the time for Minnesota, felt like it was maybe two to three years ago, and I think maybe they missed the mark. The Nashville Predators, in my eyes, are still the team to beat in the Central Division. Um, Obviously, uh, first and foremost, they have one of the best defense cores in the entire league. P.K. Saban, Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis, Matthias Ekholm, Yannick Weber, Matt Irwin. That is a deep, deep defense from top to bottom. Um, and then that defense, of course, if you manage to get through their defense, you gotta you got to stand up to Pekka Rainey in uh, net, who just, just came off of Vezina win. Um, he's aging, of course. He uh, he's looked a little flawed at times, and um, who knows how much longer he'll be playing at the top of his game. But the thing about it is, is behind Pekarini, they have UC Saros, who, yes, he's been an outstanding backup goalie, but this guy's NHL ready. He could fill in as starter any time, and I would expect huge numbers from him. Um, they're loaded in net, they're loaded at defense, and the offense is actually kind of underrated. Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, Victor Arvidsson, Kyle Turris, Kevin Fiala, uh, like, they have guys who can put the puck in the net. Um, that top line has been huge for them. Um, and I just, I feel like this is the elite team in the Central. While some preferred the Jets, um, I think as far as the regular season goes, because this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm not talking about who's winning the cup here. I'm talking about the regular season, and I think in terms of the regular season, Nashville are going to come out on top of this division, first overall. Um, should also add, Eli Tolvanen is going to be their, uh, their big rookie this year. And I think he's going to be one of the top rookies in the league. I think he could easily be a Calder nominee, if not a winner. Um, so add that to everything else I mentioned, whether Rennie or Saros is in net. You can split up that defense however you want, and you can switch up those top lines uh, however you want. The, the team's going to be good. Our second last team in the Central Division the St. Louis Blues. Now, the Blues came off a disappointing end to the season. They just missed the playoffs by a hair. Um, I'm pretty sure it came down to the last game of the season, and they missed by maybe a point or two. Um, pretty disappointing end to a season, which actually showed some promise. Um, Braden Shen and Vladimir Tarasenko had some really good uh, chemistry throughout the season. Uh, so what did they do? They built off that season, and they made so many moves in the offseason. Uh, added to the team, you have Ryan O'Reilly, you have Tyler Bozak, 
Patrick Maroon, and David Perrone, most of which are going to be in that top six. Uh, combine that with uh, Robbie Fabry hopefully making his return from missing all of last season with uh, an injury, and Robert Thomas, the promising potential Calder nominee rookie. Um, St. Louis looks pretty interesting up front. Um, so you've got the deepest group of centers that the team has had in a very long time. Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, Tyler Bozak, uh, top three centers there. Um, of course, you're going to have Patrick Maroon, David Perrone, Vladimir Tarasenko, Jaden Schwartz, Alex Steen, uh, all these guys on the wings. Like, they actually look really good up front, and I feel like if they can get those lines clicking and get the right uh, chemistry between those guys, I think this could be a hell of a good team. Um, obviously, it's St. Louis. It's the Blues. Defense is good. You've got uh, a strong defense led by Alex Petrangelo and Colton Pareko. Jake Allen isn't what I would call an elite goaltender, but he's dependable. He's a solid, dependable goalie. And Chad Johnson should do an excellent job backing him up. He won't put up uh, the high numbers of Carter Hutton last year, but Chad Johnson is another one of those dependable backup goalies. Um, you combine all this with a team that should be pretty fired up from missing the playoffs last year, and I think they're going to bounce back a little bit. It's, it's a hard year to bounce back with some of the other teams that are emerging, but... Um, I'm going to predict that they finish uh, fourth in this division, which should be enough to get them into the playoffs. It, it's going to be close, but they're going to get in. And then where they go from there, who knows? But that's a conversation for a different podcast, because this is all about the regular season. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm, I'm predicting St. Louis Blues fourth in the division, and a pretty strong year from these guys. Okay, I'm already on the last team of the division. This was a little bit shorter than I expected it to be. Um, and that is the Winnipeg Jets, an exciting team by many measures. Um, now, a lot of people are expecting this to be Winnipeg's year to win the Cup. Uh, I don't think those predictions are too far off. It, it could happen. I wouldn't call them my favorite to win the Cup, but, I mean... They're up there. They've got to be one of the top ones. They're definitely Canada's best chance at a cup, which was a long time coming, and hopefully, hopefully uh, that drought ends very soon. Um, I do think that Patrick Liney has a real chance to win his first Rocket Richard trophy this year. Um, it's going to be hard to get past Alex Ovechkin, but I think it's possible. I think this could be his year. Um... And he is joined up front by absolute elite talent. Uh, Mark Shifley is one of the best in the game. Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, Blake Wheeler. Like, these guys are solid. They don't have Paul Stastny. They lost him. Hopefully Brian Little can fill that second line spot. But if not, um, Jack Roslevic actually looks like he could move up into that second line center position. Um... Now, behind all that, of course, you have a very solid defense core. Uh, you've got Dustin Bufflin, Josh Morrissey, uh, Jacob Truba, and Tyler Myers is actually going to fill out the top four with them losing Toby Enstrom in the offseason. Um, I don't think the defense is perfect. I think they could use maybe another piece or two to really fill it out, but I think 
the the defense up front is so solid that um, it's going to be fine for this season. Now, the most interesting aspect of this team is the goaltending. Connor Hellebuck had an outstanding year, um, maybe one of the best goalies in the league as of last year. Um, and the question is, can he follow that up consistently? I think so. I think this is going to be um, the future from Connor Hellebuck. But, um, you know, I mean, there are questions. Uh, when, whenever a goalie makes such a huge step forward in his game, it's always a question of, will he keep this going or will he fall from that position? I think he will. And uh, if so, I mean, they should be um, one of the favorites this year. Um, and obviously, based on the numbers I've given so far, I'm, I'm having them finish second in the division. And it's not to say that I don't think they'll have a, a deep playoff run. I do expect that. Um I'm just expecting Nashville to finish ahead of them in terms of the regular season based on uh, Nashville just has fewer questions. That's that's really all it comes down to. Um, Winnipeg has such good offense, and I think offense is really what's going to carry them. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, Winnipeg is the team that finally brings Canada the cup it's been waiting for. And that is the end of the Central Division 2018-2019 regular season preview. Um, And it actually brings an end to the entire NHL 2018-2019 preview that I've been doing. Um, This is the the last episode I've recorded, whether you listen to them in that order or not. Um, And thank you again for checking this out. It's been a lot of fun to talk hockey. I love talking hockey. I could talk hockey for hours, as you can see. Um, if you have enjoyed this, if you are a fan of what you're hearing and you want to hear more, please let me know. Because uh, if this does well, maybe I'll do a follow-up. If, if I feel like people actually want to hear this, then I'll, maybe I'll come back for the trade deadline, for the playoffs, for the offseason, something like that. Who knows? Um, but if you want to check out more podcasts from Jedi Dropouts Productions, which I will warn you again, very geeky stuff, not all hockey, uh, you can find that over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, with that, thank you again. Appreciate it so much. And make sure you keep that stick on the ice. Later! This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.